Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just, I'm just, I do. My fantasy is that I do just, it's just a podcast and like not make you like be like, no, change something. This is just a podcast. We have no vision for it, but we have a title. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hi. Hi, guys. This is For the Girls Podcast. It's a podcast about you and your diva. It's about queer people who love women who sing and tell jokes. Uh, it's about everything else. It's a podcast for uh, lesbians you did musical theater with in Michigan. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a podcast for moms who would buy you esoteric uh, Broadway diva CDs and not ask you why. It's a podcast for sisters who watched PBS concerts. Uh, oh, thank with you, you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, fucking Jesus! So many PBS concerts to watch um, that I we got into. Um, that's Jason Black, and that's Nick Westray, y'all. <laughs> Look at that! We host a podcast Can you together. Tell our white gay voices now apart. You tell us apart. Um, um, if you're just tuning in for the first time, thank you. Um, we are yeah. gay people who grew up together, loving divas, and um, we went to the school of divas and ourselves. And we like to talk uh, about it. And this is a Just Us episode this week, Jay. Yeah, this is just a little mini episode. Uh, the Oscars were last week, girl. They were, and our diva was so perfect <laughs> on them. She was wearing a new dress. She was wearing a new dress so, with all these gorgeous scandal. kind of flowery rhinestones. Um, mm-hmm. She came out on, with little umbrellas around her. She looked. She sounded so good. Doing someone said work. Someone was describing her voice as silver. And I really loved that. Okay, I'm good on that. I'm really I'm good, good on that. that. It was so, she sounded amazing and she was so confident. She was so relaxed. Gaga was able to get up those tweets and memes like only she can. Oh man, Gaga. I mean, I did think that the move from the audience to the stage was really great and powerful and the whole like. I loved it. It was, a, loved it. It was great. And Barbara wore Gaga. a hat. Uh, yeah. And threw yeah, Barbara and, wore a. Uh, Bedazzled, sparkly. I was into Barbara's look. I loved it. I loved it. And it was really shady because she presented Black Klansman and not a Star is Born. Like everyone thought she was going to present Star is Born. (laughs) And Glenn didn't win, but y'all, don't you worry because she is going to be doing Sunset Boulevard. And yes, mama. She's come home at last. She's come home at last, and Patty's going going to her house with a knife. That's what I'm sure. <laughs> oh man, um, I mean, <laughs> you can never please everyone, can you? you can. Like, someone's always getting fucked over. <laughs> well, that's, that's how capitalism set, set everything up against women. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. All these women and this against is a each other. Podcast, yeah. we are all and we love it. Olivia <laughs> Coleman, and she was fucking brilliant, and she had pockets in her dress, and she looked amazing. 
I love Olivia Colman. I mean, no, no shade on Miss Olivia. She is, and and, uh, and Nikki and I talked about this uh, because we can't help ourselves from talking about everything instantly. Uh, that uh, this this is just gonna push Olivia Colman to do all of the great roles that yeah. she was destined to do. She's so. gonna get like she's on that Judy Dench track, but so much younger than when Judy did Mrs. Brown. You know, they both mm-hmm. won for Queen, or I guess Judy was just nominated for that, and she didn't win until Shakespeare in Love, but. She's on that track to be our like favorite British queen, and she's gonna do. She takes over in the Crown this year on Netflix, and I'm so fucking excited about that. I can't even handle it. For some reason, I thought you were gonna say Judy Davis, and I was like, I love that comparison. Because can you see that kind of Mm. like funny, dramatic? Yeah, uh, I mean, facial expressions are saying a lot of things. Yeah, they they both fuck with like the line, but. Like, they're so good at acting, and comedy and tragedy live very, uh-huh. very, very close to each other, which I think is very true of Dame Judy Davis. Hey, are you a Judy Davis stan? Write into the podcast, mail at forthegirlspodcast.com. Uh, I thought you were talking to me. I will write in. I will try to, I will try to tell my story. We'll see, if, we'll see if Stephen picks your email for us to read on the air. So that was current news. <laughs> that was not current news. That was ever. Diva oh, News. But- we always swore we weren't going to do a section called Diva News. <laughs> And now we're now, now we're, we're doing really on it. a diva podcast. We are. Um, we well, we want to give a little a little shout out to all the Tori Amos stands. Um, last week's episode was about Tori Amos with Nikki Pavlov, and the the Tori Amos fans are so fucking cool, and they just came out of the woodwork and like retweeted and shared and supported and sent messages of support and love to Nikki, and it was gorgeous. Yeah, thank you so much, Nikki. That was such a fabulous episode. And yeah, thank you, Tori Stans. I hope you're listening to this episode. It's not about Tori, but you know, it's buckle a, up. Who who's it about? Who what's <gasps> who who's, who are who's we the dr- diva? Who, who, who? Well, okay, this is interesting. We are not nice. we are we are we are doing a diva, but we're only gonna do from her iconic album, Way Back to Paradise. That's right. All of you three faggots, we are doing Audra McDonald. Audra McDonald. But yeah, we're not going to cover all of Dame Audra's career because that would be um, a multi-episode. Um, and we still want an Audra stan, like a full Audra fan whose life is Audra to come on. Um, I mean, don't get us wrong. We want to do it. I mean, we, we could do it. We could like, do it. We oh might. Oh my God, we could do it. But right now... <laughs> We're not promising anything because we don't script anything because we're lazy. But um, we are going to cover her album from 1998, Way Back to Paradise, which was her debut album. Right. Okay. Origin story time then, huh? Yeah. Origin story. So how did we come to this album? Well, I came to it, obviously, through you, like all good things. (laughs) Um, And I remember, I just, I remember, to me, this was like my white album, you know, like when people like the Beatles' listening. White Album. Yes, <laughs> yes. When they're like, That's my the- mind was ex- my mind was blown. I remember, uh, God, okay, ninety eight. What I was like twelve. We were laying. Uh, I was laying on you your were thirteen green. Okay, bitch. On your green shag carpet. My right? bedroom growing up had green shag carpeting. That is true. And I just remember playing you playing this record for me, and I remember thinking, I have never heard this. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Uh, like this is this is just to the left of theater but it's but it's it's something else and it's like a it's a discovery and i i have to unpack it you know we had just probably seen ragtime yeah so we huh. i mean we probably both discovered audra through that ragtime soundtrack which i think was 96 
Mm-hmm. And that soundtrack on which she sings Your Daddy's Son and The Wheels of a Dream. And she sang around the Tony Awards that year. And then... So iconic, right? There's never been... What an, what an iconic couple of people in that. Oh, I in, mean... In well, and also our dear departed Marin Maisie, who just and passed Stokes away. Mitchell. And Brian Stokes Mitchell. And so many brilliant people in that show. but um, And that musical was... We were obsessed with that. And we went... I still am. It's like my top five. I don't know if Oh, you, it's so beautiful. That, I just love it. I love it. So we went to see the touring production. We saw it in Chicago. And who took us? Your mom and your grandma Annie? Yup. Yup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we went down mm-hmm. and we saw this touring production. I don't remember who played Sarah, which is Audra's part. But I remember that um, now my good friend Barbara Walsh played Mother. And she was astonishingly good. Okay, here's... Okay, don't... Okay, I'm going to say this, and we might cut this because I think it's a brilliant idea. Don't you think Ragtime would be a perfect movie? Musical? Well, yeah. I mean, there is a movie of it. You but know, of the musical. Of the musical. Yes, it should be a movie musical. It would right? be incredible. I also just think everyone in that cast has... Like, every every cast member has, like, a perfect little solo. Oh, yeah. Like, it's such an... Ense- it's an amazing ensemble. So, and that's kind of how Audra became famous, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, she had done, before that, she had done um, Carousel at Lincoln Center Theater and won her first Tony for f- playing Carrie Pipperidge. And um, then she won another Tony for Ragtime, and she also won a Tony for Masterclass, the play. Um, so Audra McDonald, for all of you people, all of you Tory stands who subscribed and kept listening, Audra McDonald is the most Tony Award-winning actress of all time. She has six, six Tony Awards and more nominations, and she has a, she's the only person with a Tony Award in every category wow. that's possible for her until she starts directing, which I'm sure she will do at some point. But she has supporting actress in a musical, supporting actress in a play, lead actress in a play, and lead actress in a musical, um, which is pretty incredible. And um, so, yeah. So then after she had won her first three Tonys by the age of 28, she put out <laughs> That's this, insane. Which I'm is sorry. crazy. Is. And so she put, I'm going to cry in this episode. If you're <laughs> she put out this like. album of uh, music called uh, Way Back to Paradise. And it is weird. And we say weird because it's, it's a lot of um, uh, composers that a lot of people didn't know yet that Audra was bringing attention to by making this album because she had become so famous. And there are a lot of what people call art songs. Like there, there's some musical theater, very classical musical theater songs that we're going to play. And then some songs that are like odder and stranger and feel more like opera on this record. But every song is a mini movie. Like she made sure to have every single song be packed full with ideas and experiences. And it's a... It's a thick album, you know, like it is a heady, it's gnarly thick album it actually, to get into. I remember like not knowing how to feel about it at first and being like, oh, I don't like this or I do like this. And I was very conflicted. It took me a few listens to fall in love with this album. And, and still, even still, like I've listened to this album in chunks of my life and I still find new things. I still mm-hmm. find new songs that I remember thinking like I did not know how to access this song. Mm hmm. And then somehow, like, I, I find a new, a new way in and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. What she's doing is is so interesting. And it's all, oh, honey's so dramatic. I mean, the album is drama. The first song we're going to play is the, probably the most accessible, right? I mean, the, the, I, I think this is the most accessible, most iconic. I mean, for, I think for Everyone us, who went like to musical babies. theater school, like, tried to sing this for an audition... 
For sure. Um, but no one could. No one could tell the story the way she did. No. It's from a musical called Songs for a New World by... Oh, is, is this where I'm dropping my hot tea? And drop so it. Drop... Okay, so y'all think I had a good idea. <laughs> Come with me on this tangent, bitches. Y'all think I had a good idea about turning Ragtime into a movie. The musical movie, Nick. I... <laughs> this is going to blow y'all's mind. I'm giving y'all very personal information. So the person who wrote this musical, Songs for a New World, and the song, um, Stars in the Moon, his name is Jason Robert Brown. Now, kitties, hold on to your seat. <laughs> hold the phone. I'm going to fucking kill you with this. Please don't My sip name... hot coffee while he's going to say No, this. don't. <laughs> don't, because you're going to think I'm making it up. My name is Jason Robert Black. So we literally... <laughs> We literally are as close in the cram box as you possibly can be and you without both, being identical. And you both are white. Yes, we are white with colorful <laughs> names as our last names. And I just think I've always had this fantasy that I'm going to write him and be like, you should write like an obsessive musical where Jason Robert Black has to find the composer Jason Robert Brown. But it's like Blood Brothers. And once they get together, things explode. That is the best plot for musical I've Thanks, ever heard in my babe. life. Thanks, babe. Don't. We might have to cut this too. Because I just have to. But I'm not kidding. I thought about this for years. And that's how much I've developed the idea. Whatever. It's like we're never supposed to be together because we're not the same person. But so we get together. It's like Blood Brothers. And every, anyway, everything goes bad. Okay. Okay, so I want to set up this song a little bit because we're only <laughs> obviously going to play like an iconic minute of it. But um, and can I think we just we'll, encourage? Just listen to please this listen to this song. Thing. We'll probably we're, I think we're going to play you the end of the song, but the whole, <gasps> the ending's my favorite. You I know it. that's why we're going to play the ending, and that's why it's the best part because <laughs> it's the turn. Um, we're going to play you the song from about the middle of the song. It's kind of going to be a longer cut because the lyric and the story of this song is so great. And it's about right. a woman who just has all of these different experiences. And it's about what, think- what you think you want in life and uh, going for that instead of instead of um, living the life that's in front of you. It's also about, you know, thinking that life is go- that life is going to be an entire banquet and taking a step back and being like I I've, I've had all these experiences but maybe I'll never have that greatness. I met a man who lived his life out on the road, who left a wife and kids in Portland on a whim. I met a man whose fire and passion always showed if I could spare a week to ride with him But I was sure that all I ever wanted Was a life that was scripted and planned And he said, but you don't understand I'll give you stars in the moon and the open highway And a river beneath your feet you days full of dreams if you travel my way and the summer you can't repeat. I'll give you nights full of passion and days of adventure with no strings, just one summer rain. And I thought, you know, I'd rather have champagne. I met a man who had a fortune in the bank. 
who had retired at age 30, set for life. I met a man and didn't know which stars to thank, and then he asked one day if I would be his wife. I really, I feel such a thrill listening to her sing still. I can listen to that song a hundred times. I never not feel that rush of sensation of, um, I'm listening to something great. I'm listening to someone great. Well, there's this, I mean, there's some way that she redefined singing in a way because she has such a huge operatic voice. She trained as an opera singer at Juilliard. But at the same time, it's this huge voice, but she always sounds like she's just talking. It's an amazing thing where you never know when someone has stopped talking and started singing. And she does that, but with the fullest, most perfect voice of all time. And when you watch her, she seems so relaxed and you don't understand that where it's as if the voice is coming. I will say, and I I tell you, I'm going to get teary because I, you know, uh, we talked about in our Whitney Houston episode how you know she was a gift from heaven, and I was just grateful to be alive to to hear that voice. I feel that same way about Audra. I feel grateful. Yeah. Every time I get to uh, experience experience these gifts, and I just I do think it's like she is our national treasure. She and is. it's I mean just truly truly one of the most. Also, like you said, the simpleness of it is 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 um uh, combined with the power, and it yeah. makes this and the te- unbelievable and the technique. It's um right. So this song is important to me because growing up, I I mean I have to shout out to my friend Summer Johnson, who we would always sing this song together on the roof of my friend Kathy Bishop's house. Um, I met this kind of amazing tribe of women. Uh, around community theater when I was in my teens and they were um, gay women, straight women and uh, queer women. And Summer was this amazing, is this amazing singer and actor and still very good friend. I'm still very good friends with all of them. And my friend Christy and my friend Kathy Bishop and my friend Didi and my friend Pearl. And they would all, we would all sing musical theater together. But this song and this album and looking up to Audra was such a huge part. But those girls really saved my life Mm -hmm. Um, and like kind of were there for me when I was coming out. And this song has a really special place 
um, with them, but especially with my friend Summer Johnson, who is like also like my first really close lesbian in my life. And um, also with uh, Kathy Bishop was also a very uh, close lesbian <laughs> in my life. But they both were, and they were amazing, beautiful um, people. And this song just always reminds me of Summer, and I think of it her. It takes you back to that it, Yeah, it just takes it me back to her and us singing it on a roof and imagining what life was going to be like and all the possibilities and what love would be like. Thank you, because when I re-listen to this album now, I remember that feeling of being like, not knowing what I'm listening to, but knowing that it's a masterpiece. It's a singular vision, mm-hmm. and that this was what life was going to be like. It was going to be exciting. Like, whatever this was, it was going to be exciting. And this album was like, this is what New York City is. You know, right. this is, it's filled with this I never drama. Knew what, I never knew what Turtle Bay was, but I wanted to go there. I wanted to go there. <laughs> like, I, I wanted, I, I, I just, you know, I just thought, oh, this is, you know, yeah, I want to I wanna be around these kinds of artists. And look at us now, babe. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we're around it. So shout yeah. out to all those girls. Okay, so the next song we're going we're gonna to listen to is um, called I Follow. And um, it's written by a woman named Jenny Gehring, who uh, wrote a musical called Crossing Brooklyn that my friend Jack directed for the Transport Group. And she actually has a really, she's like a musical theater composer. And she's not maybe as um, known or as... Uh, commercial as some of the other composers on this album but she's really great and she also has a really cool website and lots of she has lots of her music up there you should go listen to it jenny garing um google her and here's this song it's called i follow your love like a This is one of my favorite songs on, on this album. It's called I Follow. And um, I, I, this is just truly, listening to this album, the way that Nick was brought back to his memories, I'm brought back to mine, and uh, I'm filled with joy. And I'm remember, remembering of my, I had an angsty art book, like we all did, where you would, you know, mm-hmm. be prolific. And um, I wrote... I wrote like in the middle of one of the pages for the silence of my mind is deafening. Come and find me here. And I scribbled around it. I remember, I actually think I was in California uh, for, for Christmas, like visiting my, my extended family. And I remember listening to that on the CD. And I really did think I was so smart. This album, I remember, made me think mm. that I really knew what was going on, and you know that well, I really had like a little secret. And a lot was, of it is uh, poetry. It's a lot of like, poetry. poetry. Like there are three Ricky Ian Gordon songs on this that are uh, Langston Hughes poems, and like there's a lot of poetry set to music, and and that's really deep. And especially when you're a teenager, and you can just like read your own oh, shit bitch. into that. Oh, bitch. I was like, silence can be deafening, and it's in my mind. That's how I feel. <laughs> I was never quiet. Um, but I'm sure that moment I thought I was. And, uh, yeah, and then the, the whole come and find me here. And 
And really, like, I, I mean, y'all have to understand, you know, this was, she was a Broadway baby. She was a Broadway diva. We don't really have that many of them, what we have. Patty, we have Patty Sutton and Foster, we have Sutton Foster, we have Bernadette. Yeah. Um, and they've all come out with, like, uh, you know, with debut albums, and they're all terrific in their own right. But really, you know... Audra was making Audra, a point. Audra was making a big old point. And I really love because she duets with uh, on this song with another woman's voice. And it's just really ethereal. Her name is Dawn Upshaw. And it's, uh, it's... Like, I think the reason why Nick and I couldn't get it, this album right away, was because it, it, it was, it's really as mysterious. Mm, this song uh, is really mysterious. And it, has, it does a lot of chamber kind of music, mm. you know? And we didn't know chamber music. Um, no. No, this is before we went to art school and before we went to conservatory or any of that. But Did was... we, have we talked about us going to art school? Have we mentioned, have we dropped that hot biscuit um, yet? I don't think we've dropped that hot biscuit. So, oh, so many truths. You all know that my middle name is Robert. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we went to, we both went to an arts boarding school called Interlochen, which is like an art school in the northern woods of Michigan. And even though we're from southern Michigan, it was like about three and a half hours from where we grew up. And um we went there at separate times. We didn't go there at the same time, but we had the same teachers, and we have a lot of the same mutual friends from there. And it was tr- it was really magical and and uh, a special place where you just were constantly are, are surrounded by art and music. I mean, uh, you know, that's what you would do on your Fridays was go to see the band or the or an orchestra concert or a dance mm-hmm. performance or an opera recital or, yeah. or an opera recital and that was just normal because you really couldn't do anything else they, they we locked didn't have you in the phones damn place. then they didn't really have the nope. internet you know no. well we did have the internet but it was like not you know it was like shoddy and stuff barely but this album came back to me and, I, and I'm glad we're talking about that school because this album came had its second Mm-hmm. life for me when I was in at that art school I really relied on this album to uh, pull me out of a lot of emotional things and mm. kind of uh, and kind of direct me so yeah um, let's listen to um, the, the <sighs> okay so this is the title track of the album it's called Way Back to Paradise it's by Michael oh. um and it's from the musical Marie Christine so and this is a fucking banger and it's only two minutes long so we are ruled by we are ruled by our husbands We jump at the voices of our masters And do as they say We are bought and traded Along with cattle and cotton We have to be beautiful And it helps to have a dowry of some kind We have to show humility And have the presence of mind To never complain And they say it's our fault We were thrown out of Eden be turned into salt but there's a way back to paradise there's a way study all men learn what they lack sweet next rope before you attack put up a front and then slip through the back be on your way back to Oh, I love that we're calling that a banger. <laughs> it is my that's, banger. That's the gayest thing ever. Oh, I, I love it so much. I it is my witchy feminist fantasy. Mm-hmm. I this I probably listened to this song a thousand times. Where she's where she's uh, you know you know what this is from right? 
Yeah, this is from Marie Christine, which is, it's a musical and which is based on Medea. Based on, yeah, Medea. I mean, and this oh, also is amazing live? because this came out, she put this on the album before Marie Christine, the production hadn't happened yet. So she yes, puts this right. on the record and it's like in development. She'd obviously been developing it. Michael John Lucuse wrote it for her. And I mean, this is the other thing I want to bring up that I didn't bring up earlier. Like Audra is historic trailblazing figure in terms of the fact that she's when she won her first Tony as Carrie Pipperidge, she was an African-American woman in Carousel in a traditional like big Lincoln Center commercial musical. And it just was it was just like this first huge shot of uh, colorblind casting in the early 90s that people weren't used to. And Audra just kind of came out and was the greatest singer and actress anyone had ever seen. And people just fucking dug it. She was just celebrated Completely. How could you not? I mean, I mean, she's a fucking freight train of yes <laughs> talent coming out your way. I mean, it was I something don't... that didn't. I mean, and I could be wrong about this, and like yell at me, please, on Twitter. But like, right. there are very few people before Audra who did that on Broadway, who just who they did colorblind casting for in like huge lead parts like that. And that's why I th- what I think is so fantastic is that she championed a lot of these people were not um, all of them. They were not famous. Right, you know, she she was putting uh, songs on there that like this Maria Christine that was being workshopped uh, that, uh, of a musical that wasn't even out. A lot of these people did not have name recognition, or, and so yeah. the fact that she came out champion, you know, yeah, and that she didn't works. make a bunch of like she didn't like just cover a bunch of like Andrew Lloyd Webber and Lerner and Lowe. Like she has an album of like standards, but that's usually where people start, and that's not where she started. She started someplace much weirder and braver and esoteric you know yeah it's 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 fantastic and we're not doing an audra podcast but you all got to listen to all of her albums because they are experiences she's also on the good wife and the good fight if you watch either of those shows and she's fucking awesome on them okay so (laughs) because this is a mini episode (laughs) (laughs) we we I, i just love that song i mean that's that is that is that is just it is such a fucking Fun song. It's a bop. It's a bop. Babe. It's a fucking okay. bop. Okay, listen to Marie Christine. Buy it on iTunes, like right now. Buy it today because it's fucking so good. Or I wish you just can... revive it with her. I well, she was in it. I know she was in it. She was nominated for the Tony for best um, actress. Yeah. Or well, here's what I imagine: you get your girls together, you dress in some fabulous gowns in the woods, and you play this on your boombox, mm-hmm. and you're just woo. Dance around a fire because yes, in my mind, yeah. yeah, that's how I listen to this song. Absolutely, <laughs> it's so absolutely, good. I do. Uh, I just love this so much, you all. Um. <laughs> okay, so the next song, <laughs> the next song we're gonna do. It makes oh, me also, giddy. I can't take this. Also, in Marie Christine. Sorry, real quick, we have to mention the iconic. <laughs> it also starred the iconic diva Mary Testa. Mary Testa fans, please write in. Go see her in Oklahoma. She's a goddess. And, and uh, Mary Testa fans, write in. We, Nick and I, have again, we have worshipped at the feet of Mary Testa since we were also kids. Can y'all imagine? And, and, and we got to get a fan of hers on because she's, she's everything. She's okay? everything. Um, okay, she's so everything. the next song is also from a musical that was in uh, at Lincoln Center called Parade. I love Parade. Why? Because it was written by my number one Boo in the Crambox, Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> your Crambox, your Crambox best friend. When you guys are just tucked into that Crambox late at night, you chat. 
<laughs> you write musicals together. That's what the musical should be. It's like it's we're crayons <laughs> and we're just trying to meet up again. <laughs> Susie Susie spills her crayons and I'm now on the floor and he's on the table and it's my journey and my Pixar, musical journey. Pixar, to get are back. you listening? This is gold. It's <laughs> so crazy. Um uh this musical is deep though, y'all, and um really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Let's listen to Audra saying You Don't Know This Man from Parade. You don't know this man. You don't know a thing. You come here with these horrifying stories, these contemptible conceits, and you say you understand how a man's heart beats. And you don't know a thing You don't know this man You don't even try When a man writes his mother every Sunday Pays his bills before they're due Works so hard to feed his family There's a murderer for you And you stand here spitting words that you know aren't true Then you don't know this man I don't think you could You don't have the right to know A man that wise and good He is a decent man He is an honest man That part was originated by another iconic diva named Carolee Carmelo, and Carolee Carmelo fans should also write in because she's everything in my life. And that is just 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 a real fun side note, so, so you all can know me better. Is her and she has a little? She ends the the parade, the musical, kind of singing to. Oops, spoiler! He dies. Uh, Who Carolee? Uh, huh? Carolee. Yes. Ends, yeah. Carolee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she talks about the, her husband standing next to her. And I'm not kidding you, kids. I'm going to call you all kids. Um, I cry every time. I will go to that section mm. just to like be driving in my car and have some tears roll down my face. It's so heartbreaking. But then, of course, then Miss Audra takes this very oh. deep song of defending your husband. It's, again, so interesting. And it's, it's an interesting it's character. So simple. And it's really interesting kind of out of the context of the musical on just like right. a record. Because we know. didn't know Parade. I didn't. I hadn't gotten the Parade no. album then. No, I didn't know it either. And she, it's so. And but it makes sense. It's like like you were saying earlier, like a little story song. She's very similar to Bet, like that. That she loves like, a little <laughs> tale. That's like Bet, right? Oh, totally. Oh, totally. You know what? And mood. She loves mm. like a mood. She loves a moody thing. She loves mm-hmm. just a kind of like um an invo- an evocative piece. I that also, kind of is mysterious. 
I also loved this song because I could kind of play the piano as a teenager for my friends who could sing. Like there were people who, like my You friend, totally could play the piano. I kind of could. But this song was real easy on the piano because it's just those chords. And because really? it was so easy, I could play it all the time and sing it and like get into my Audra fantasy. Because you know I had these vocal selections. You know they sold these vocal selections and I had yeah. them. And yes, I would like what play... Was, like, the- what was the piano stores where we would go and you could get like... Oh, yeah, all the vocals. Gosh, I don't remember. Remember? Molly, write in, text me and tell me what it was. That's Nick's sister, yeah. It's my sister Molly, who is a much better piano player than me. And when she was around, I would make her play for me. But wow. she wasn't always... She had, you know, she had a life of her own. She couldn't just be my accompanist all the time when I wanted to pretend to be Audrey McDonald. Uh. She, had, she had to go be like an older teenage girl. Um, okay, so the final song we're going to play for you on this very short mini episode uh, about Way Back to Paradise is from a musical called um, Hello Again. Called yeah, Hello from nineteen ninety four. And did you did you know? Well, we'll talk about it later about some of the stuff. And I will say, if you think all of these other songs are my favorite songs, well, this is also one <laughs> of my all time favorite songs. This. <laughs> His give, Giz will give you all the feelings. It'll give you the goosies. It'll send a shiver down your spine. You will die of an old age, young age. Um, <laughs> Whatever age you're listening to the podcast. Whatever pocket. age you are. If you listen to Congratulations this song on your life because you're about to die listening to Arthur <laughs> Sang. Yes, ma'am. Please make sure your will and testament is in order because she's about to kill you. You will die of an old age. I can't even speak. We're about ready to listen to Tom. All right, let's play it. Reach the park and he appears that brilliant smile those two tone shoes his eyes are green he says hello suddenly the sea seems on fire it's like the world is finally I don't remember my husband's voice I don't remember my lover's voice But I do remember I hear that voice And I'm wanting to run And wanting to scream And wanting to cry I, I ask his name Yeah, it it took me a while to even figure out what that song means because in Hello Again there are all these vignettes, right? They're, it's based mm-hmm. on La Ronde. It's based on the play La Ronde, and it's just these vignettes, these experiences, and it's just like this right this moment of meeting this man. Well, and it, to me, it is it's that you know I live I live in my head a lot, girl. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I, I live in a fantasy. It's, a, you know, it's a frumpy fantasy, but it's, it's mine. And I, I make stories about people all the time that I see. I fall in love with people kind of, it kind of instantly. Yeah. And, and, and I let them live with me. And this is what, this is what she's doing. She's blowing this up. She meets someone and she, and, and, and she makes eye contact and she says, you know, I can't remember my husband's face. I can't remember my lover. Right. But I do remember. You know, she remembers the Tom. stranger's face. Yeah, that thing when you're just... And the part right before we cut out there, there's this lyric after is, um, what's what's better is what, what would have been. What's better is what might have been. This idea of like in, a par- in another universe. The greatest I, of adventures. She says the greatest... This could have been this person could have given me. The greatest adventures of my life. When you think of all the different <laughs> routes <laughs> your life could take if you make these different decisions, it's. I just finished uh, Russian Doll last night. Have you watched it? Of course I have. And it's just really, fab. it really, I was listening to Tom this morning and I was like, oh, fuck, it makes me think of that. Like all the different dimensions, the, the different paths your life could take or the different um, planes that you live that. on. And in another world... I'm doing something. I, I, w- I was dreaming. All of my dreams. We watched the last four episodes of Russian Doll last night before bed. And all of my dreams were actually of weird other paths my life could have taken me. Right. And there, and there is that, you know. And, and part of Russian Doll is also about, I, I, I and I love that it's open to the show. You all should see it. It's open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. But that also about just like embracing life and embracing those that come in with you to help right. you to help you live and so there is that kind of thought right there is that romantic thought that I'm going to go to a bookstore and I'm going to pull the book off the shelf just as this other person is pulling the same book right and, and, say, and then saying and then connection. saying yes to that connection saying yes you know? saying yes to that interaction you know it's but that's why this song is so full because she's not even she's saying like Maybe it's okay that I didn't say yes, but like mm-hmm. I will always have this moment. I will she always. She did go have on Tom. the adventure in her, even she if did. it was only in her mind. It, and also, God, I fantasized. It was like such a New York cityscape to me when I would listen to this song, walking mm. through the park, and and the leaves were. I mean, I y'all, it's just so wonderful to revisit these things because you see the pictures that you created and mm-hmm. the images that you gave to her, the stories that she told. And it's still so alive for me, yeah. The other thing about her voice in this song, and I love this about her voice in general, like Audra's voice is so good and she is technically so adept, but because she's such a great actress, you know, she doesn't always sing perfectly. And in this song, she gasps a lot. And she does this in um, um, You Don't Know This Man, too. But, you know, you hear her go, (gasps) and take her breath in and really, like, uh, an opera singer or someone who's like really trying to support you breathe in a way that doesn't do that, you know, but she doesn't care because she's too in the character and that character is the sex of it. You can feel it in her breath and she makes, I've seen her live several times in plays and like in Porgy and Bess, like watch, go down a YouTube K-hole with her in Porgy and Bess. Like she will add strain and muscle that Audra McDonald doesn't need to, to sing, but that the character has. The character uses mm-hmm. strain and muscle because she is in duress or she is turned on or, you know, she's so deeply in the character that she doesn't sing perfectly all the time, even though you know she can, you know? I think I think Tom really, truly is one of the greatest um, 
a listening experience, a, a, a musical performances I'd ever I've ever heard. Yeah, it really left such a mark on me, and and just listening to this again, I'm, it's so thrilling. And we didn't even really, I mean, we've we've always keep hitting on it, but uh, Nick and Nikki and I love story songs. We just love a thing with a story on it. <laughs> we a love bitch. a ballad. We love a ballad, and we love to be like, "What is she saying in these four minutes? It's so deep." You know, we could wax poetic forever <laughs> on, on the. We, we fucking have. It's almost a goddamn hour. <laughs> As you can tell, we started. Sorry, a mom. Gosh darn hour. About it. Uh, do you like that? I apologize for and said gosh darn when I probably just been. I really do need a. I need a, like a clicker every time I say the f word. Um, <laughs> do you? I don't think. But you how do. can you not? How can you not say fuck when you're listening to Audra? Like, okay, how let's, can you not just say fuck? Fuck. Um, let's Here's the just... thing. Okay, let's, let's last last thoughts on the album. No, no, no. What? No, that was last our last thoughts? song. Or any other any other oh, thoughts? I, well, I just um, I just wanted to. Why do we think queer people identify with Audra McDonald? Well, well, I don't know. Does Broadway have anything to do with it? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, to talk about K-Holes, honestly, if you really want to... We are trying to, our best to not do an Audra uh, episode. Full we're episode. Doing her album. This full episode. episode. <laughs> and, it's, and my God, we're what? pulling out our fingernails trying to, not, <laughs> trying to hold back. But if you do want to go... I mean, I will tell you, her YouTube is really, really special. Yes. Um, She's a prolific concert performer. Yes, and she does all the specials, and they're always taped. You you really, really do get so much and so much variation of of the material that she does. And I just know one of my I, I always say crying cues. It comes from a podcast called Cry Babies, and they talk which about, is like, an amazing is podcast. Cue? You should listen. Yeah. To, everyone listen to Cry Babies. Everyone listen to Cry. It's not. It's 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 um over, but they're still their archives. And Audra, um, Audra in two thousand and nine, when they're trying to make gay marriage legal in New York, she 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 goes up on a rally. She just has her hands in her coat pockets for nine minutes. And uh, she talks about how she was essentially looked after. She said, I, she says, I have, I, I have, um, I don't have one fairy godfather. I have two. And mm. uh, they had basically adopted me. And she said, that's who I lift up to the light in relationships. I wish I could be married to someone the way that they deserve to be married. And then she sings really, I would say like stars in the moon is um, one of her staples, and then another one of her staples is um, uh, um, Some Days. Oh, yeah. And so she kind of does this monologue for gay rights and treating people like people, and she sings, she just sings this barn burner um, of, a, of an emotional uh, ballad. And, and, I, and with her queerness, I think she's just, she's, what moves me is that, you know, she didn't change. She kept yeah. her to her authentic self because opera singing isn't popular. No. That sound of her voice is, it is disarming. It, it, yeah. it, it kind of alienated us at first because we, we, we had never heard something like that. Right. And she fucking kept to it. And that yeah. is so powerful to me. Yeah. She sings the way she's going to, and, and her versatility, her ability to do opera and her ability to belt and her ability to do jazz. I mean, she played Billie Holiday on Broadway and won a Tony, which you can watch on HBO because <laughs> they made it into a fucking movie. And she can like imitate Billie Holiday flawlessly. Like her, her, she's supernaturally talented. Audra's so singular in her, in, in the material she was going to do on Broadway 
And she just kind of changed. I feel like she really changed the game in a very serious way for an industry that can be very conservative a lot of times. And also, okay, we're re- I'm really trying to hold back, but you have to just see. If you can't see her live, you can get a glimpse of what happens. It's it, it, it's supernatural. Her face, her body emits light. I'm not like it emits. Mm-hmm. Yes, emits a beam on you, and when you and when you're in the vicinity of it, it's it's like nothing you've ever seen. So, I don't. So few people have this ability to to emit fucking light. Like I am not kidding. It's incredible. Um, I've got a box, Yours. and it's the performance of um, "Down with Love" on my favorite Broadway, "The Leading Ladies," which I think is one of the first times I ever saw Audra, other than the ragtime performance at the Tonys. Do you know this song? Oh, of course I know Down With Love. Are you kidding me? What is she she doing in the podcast? Oh my gosh, she is doing this tempo. Yes, I know this. It's so crazy. And she's playing this completely kind of, she plays it completely unhinged Uh and like really Uh rageful and it's incredible. Uh So that's a box for me. Okay, so on YouTube, please look that up. And mine is also, of course, YouTube. I'm not kidding. It is a it is a treasure trove of Audra stuff. Uh, but she does she does a lot of Sodheim um, mm-hmm. uh, birthday benefits parties. or birthday par- birthday parties. Hundred birthday parties. Sodheim loves having a birthday party. <laughs> loves it. She does another one. She's wearing a white dress, and she meshes two two of his songs together. What can you lose from Dick Tracy? And mm. now the day goes by. Yes, 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 <sighs> yes, 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 yes. It's it's just perfect. I mean, it's totally sublime, and and she fucking tells a whole another story with it because oh. she just begins the the song with like, "Do I tell this person? Don't I?" And then. And in, in a musical interlude, it transitions to her mourning this relationship because not a day goes by. Wow. It is just, it's, she's psychotic. I mean, <laughs> she's just psychotic. Like, she makes you feel so crazy. Like, it's, um, it's a sickness. Uh, oh, her albums are, okay, so here's another bop for me, is that she does so many albums. Like, I wish that, fuck, we said this on the Bernadette episode, but I wish Bernadette did this many albums no. or Patty did this Patty. many albums. Patty, what are you doing? Drop an album, girl. Like, Audra has You know I would albums? have bought, I, I would have bought but had to give them all to you for Christmas if Miss Elaine had all the albums. I know. Well, Elaine has like one album. You know, it's so like you wish you're just like, get in the fucking studio. And I don't know enough about the recording industry to be like, that. oh, it's not that easy, Nick. But I'm just like, I wish... I feel like I have a podcasting mic. Like, come to my house and just sing something. <laughs> um, I will and, badly and, play the piano for you. I will play. You don't know this man because it's the and only all song of her I can albums play. are she, all of her albums are are kind of constructed with a with a mood. Like she mm-hmm. does uh, happy times, which are all of these happy um, songs, happy songs, mm-hmm. which are all of these very very old. Uh, yeah, if you want to get in, cut, if you want to get your. Cut. If you want to get your jazz on, listen to her album, Happy Songs. It's really great. Yeah. She has so many good. Wait, I have to do it. Sorry, I have to do another bop, which is (laughs) I worked with Audrey McDonald. Yes. Okay, mama. So Audrey McDonald played my stepmom in the iconic film, Ricky and the Flash. And I was so fucking... Ner- well, I was also Meryl Streep was in that movie, so I was double nervous by double divas, both wow. playing my moms, and wow. so I was pretty intensely nervous. Die. But on the fir- my first day working, I got put into a makeup trailer at about four thirty in the morning, seated next to Audra McDonald, 
And I just decided, since I couldn't, I kind of figured I was too afraid to do it to Meryl. I was like, I'm just going to stand out right away. And I, we were both really tired. And she was, it's 4.30 in the morning. She was really tired. And I was like, hi, Audra, I'm Nick. I'm playing your son. I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm a crazy super fan of yours. And so I'm going to probably bug you this whole time by like telling you different things I love and asking you questions. She was like, no problem, baby. But can we like wait a couple hours? And I was like, absolutely. (gasps) And then we just sat and like nicely had our coffee and just like chit chatted. But randomly on set, I would come up to her and be like, you know what? On How Glory Goes, and I would, like, talk to her about the album, and she would, like, tell me little things. She was so friendly and lovely and supportive and, like, knew I was nervous because it was, like, my first big studio feature. And, like, she was really supportive and fun and funny, and we would have lunch together, and she's just an amazing person. And um, it was a real dream come true getting to work with her the very small bit I got to work with her in that movie. I love that. I mean, so that's so thanks, special. Audra. We read, and well, I, I don't know. Tell your maybe Bob. We'll cu- okay, then maybe we'll cut it because we were supposed to save some of it for when we really talk about her. But I have to tell it. I saw tell her uh, live in California, uh, in, in LA, by myself. I, I never do that. I never really go to that many concerts, right? And I don't really go to that many by myself. It's just something that you just don't. I don't know. I don't always think of, but I definitely saw it, and I thought I can't live. Uh, on this earth, and 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 not say that I I saw Audra live, like I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to have that on me. And so I bought a ticket, and I sat up with the grandmas in the balcony, and they kind of did their little, they snoozed a little bit, and I just wept. <laughs> I I <laughs> I listened to them snore, and I listened to Audra sing, and I cried, and just to be so close to that voice, she just stood there in a gorgeous gown with um, an orchestra behind her. She acted so... It's just so crazy because she just seems so natural as if like, as if she's just, yeah, having some tea and, and, and relaxing and then out comes that voice. And she's just... She is truly so humble and so just, you know, she doesn't have like... Because with that voice, you should truly be just like a grand diva Mariah Carey, you know, right, like right. Pink, pick up my mink stole. She just kind of comes out and laughs and tells jokes. It's just... It's such a such an amazing, beautiful disconnect because you're like, you are a god with that voice, and right. and to be in that live but, and just listen to her sing but, her favorite songs was. And everything. she does have that warmth of just like a normal, just yeah, like such, any so kind of person you would do a play with, just like yeah. a nice theater person, you know? It's yeah, like it's she's kind of astonishing. Yeah, it's like she's not aware or has uh, of her. I don't. I don't. I, I. It is. It's just. It's so unique to me because you can't. You because in every performance you do, you see this um, honestness and uh, and she clearly has all the craft, but, but it's hard to really see that because well, it, it's so easy. Anyways, maybe that's another thing like queer people identify with with a lot of divas. It's just when you see someone who is so and you said this earlier so unabashedly themselves. You know, who has just found that open place and is just opening from that heart center and just living honestly and truthfully. That's something that I think that we're attracted to. And when we see that in Bet, it's like a kind of a brassy, kind of loud, showy, sassy. funny, sassy, goofy thing. And when we see it with Audra, it's uh, an honest, genuine, big laugh you know, bright smile, gorgeous operatic voice. She's not going to change what kind of music she puts on her record. And she's not going to be some kind of egomaniac because that's just not who she is. She's just, and and that honesty 
is I think the thing that probably drew us to her to begin with that like at that time we were we wanted to be that free and authentic and honest and full all at the same time and a true an, an artist mm-hmm. she's kept you know she like you said about not changing her her music she clearly loves what she does she's passionate about these songs and singing these songs and when you see her in concert she talks about these songs and what they've mm-hmm. meant to her and what they how they've moved through her and become and and some of them really are like you know old kind of people would say musty songs that she dusts off and gives this brilliant new life to. And we have uh, so many. She's so young. Yeah, <laughs> we have, I know, we have I know. so many years of Audra to give. Egotty, like, I'm I'm egotting her. Oh, have, definitely. I'm, she's and now you know what she's doing on Broadway this spring. No, she's doing a play, Frankie and Johnny, her and Michael Shannon. Oh really? Which was Kathy? She's... Which was our girl Kathy Bates's Broadway big Broadway? I think debut. Isn't she so fascinating? She's just. I, I mean, she's just constantly. You know, she did a moon for the misbegotten a couple summers ago up at Williamstown with her husband she... Will Swenson. She just doesn't stop, does she? She's just. I think she's really interested in challenging herself and doing new and different shit. Yeah, I mean, what a true, what a true goddess to live live through and for and by i feel like just fucking hats off to you audra yes well done my girl (laughs) so we're so this is i'm gonna say it now i think this is just like one in a series of we just review all of her records yeah and and then again we're gonna have her stand on here too so we'll do all of her records and then we'll have her stand to talk about god knows what if you think you're her if you think you're the audra (laughs) stand we need to interview write us at mail at for the girls podcast.com if we haven't intimidated you then you definitely are the stand because (laughs) i would be freaked out if i had to listen to this um god bless you if you've listened this far into the episode thank you so much for sticking with us Uh, thank you for listening to all of this about audra mcdonald uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at For the Girls Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us at the mall, just Real, walking really, around. Listen, you all—it's really, 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 really important while you're at the mall. Uh, if uh, listening to us walking around, to like and subscribe uh, and download. Download is kind of how they track us. So yeah. So, so just hit download and just make extra room on your phone. And we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify. We're on Take your mom's Cast. phone and hit download. Yeah, download Take it for your, your mom. Uber driver. Don't, but ask mm. ask your Uber driver to mm-hmm. if they like podcasts. Then take their phone and hit download and be like, "Hey, sister, here you go." Yeah, uh, tell your friends about it. Tell your um, piano teacher about it. Tell, yeah, spread spread the good word, babies. We want that. Tell people at your community theater. That's, How cute if they all sit around and they're like listening to podcasts as they're doing their. Is there a good for Children of Eden? Children of Eden. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, special shout out to my friends Christy, Dee Dee, Pearl, Summer, Kathy, all my amazing friends who um, helped me come Make out. Was great. Yeah. Who uh, made me great when I was really young and at community theater. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. We love Thanks. you. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Hey Jay, let's go out with some Audra. Yes. <laughs>